Rush and Rich here with your Home Time Show podcast. We hope you enjoy this show. We'll just let you into what happened behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we, were, we were asked, stroke force, to do a uh, talk with, with all of our big bosses and everything on, on like a video chat. Minutes, minute, well, actually, what's the beginning of the show? <laughs> the first couple of songs were on. First couple of So whilst you were listening to, I don't know, The Killers or uh, The Cure or something, just chilling out, me and him were like chatting to an auditorium full of like management folk. And uh, we never quite recovered our composure, <laughs> did we? I don't think we did. It felt, my, the only analogy that I can come up with is, you know, sometimes you... Imagine a game of football. Uh-huh. You've got a really speedy winger running down one of the wings. He gets clipped, yep. OK? But he doesn't go. <laughs> he <just laughs> doesn't go. Because he's thinking, no, 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 I think I can chase this ball into the penalty area. And he keeps running and he keeps running and he keeps running and the ball goes out of play for a goal kick. That is a summary of how this show goes and you can hear for yourself, because here it is. Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie is what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Something that came through my uh, letterbox. Uh, we got left on the front doorstep, actually, truth be told, uh, over the weekend. And I looked at it and I thought to myself, wow, that's not what it used to be like. Bush, I present to you my local phone book. You're joking me. I couldn't believe it. So I brought it into work with me today because <laughs> I can't believe it. It looks like a pamphlet. When we were kids, when we were kids, the phone book, it was like a doorstep. It was like the width of a Bible or whatever. It was huge. It was. It was a massive thing. Uh, people used to like prop doors up with it as well. And uh, yeah, it was a big piece of kit, wasn't it? You've just described it as uh, this, this new one is looking like a pamphlet. Uh, obviously, we're on the radio right now. The only way I can describe it to you is, is really by dropping it on the desk in front of me. Let, let's, let's set our stall out for the rest of the week with this little bit here. <laughs> this is the sound of my local 2020 Bishop Stortford BT phone book dropping on the desk. That's nothing, is it? <laughs> as That's nothing I've, at all. It's as if I've just dropped the radio times. It's, it's, it's a little bit like the noise uh, if a couple of Chinese takeaway menus come through <laughs> your letterbox. That, that's, that's not the noise of a phone I book. I couldn't even use this as a fan on a hot day. Give it one more Give it one more go, just in case that was an anomaly and it, you know, it didn't sound right. Go on, give okay, it another so go. Turn your radios up in your vans, in your homes, wherever you are. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely pathetic. What's the phone book? What has happened to the phone book? It's what? not what it was, Bush. If I tell you what, if the phone book was like a family friend and you saw them in town, you think. Is he all right? <laughs> Is everything okay at it's home? It's been sat on the side uh, last couple of days at home and I've been looking at it. And here's the thing, and this is where maybe I'll regret saying this. I reckon I could rip it in half. You reckon? What? I honestly yeah. believe, all right, <laughs> such is my strength, but such is the decay of the phone book in 2020. Yeah. I honestly think I could rip this in half. And that's why I brought it in. Well, do you know what's interesting you just said? Because, you know, going back to what the phone book used to be like, uh, it was this kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, benchmark of strength in yeah. the 80s. You know, Jeff Capes and yeah. ripping phone books and being on the Guinness Book of Records, that kind of thing. I've got a feeling that even Supergrand could rip a phone book in half. Yeah, I'm sure the strongman competition back in the 80s. I'm sure one of the events, along with pulling trucks along with your hair, was actually ripping a phone book enough. <laughs> so uh, it does look more doable than it ever has done. That's, this is a chance to get in the, the uh, Guinness Book of Records. Are you saying to me you reckon I can? I feel like you can. It, it, people look on Twitter, have a look on Twitter, at Absolute Radio, we'll put a photo up of it. It ain't anywhere near what it used to be. There's, uh, there's a poll on Absolute Radio's uh, Twitter. You can uh, vote, let us know what uh, you think. But what else is indeed not what it used to be? Kelly Sigs, uh, says bags of crisps there's now in them. 
He's got uh, a good point. And he says, have you seen how big the circumference has got on premium brand toilet rolls? Twice the size they were in the 80s. <laughs> uh, Greg at Wookie Hole Caves, what a fantastic place to be texting us from. Uh, it says, wagon wheels are half the size they were 20 years ago. <laughs> They're not what they used to be. Ian says, national lottery jackpots. Back in the day, at least eight million. You're lucky if it hits four these days. Oh. I, I do wonder, I do worry. that You know, it's not like if you burn the flag, then that's, that's treason. Mm-hmm. There's no weird, like, bylaw about ripping up a phone book. It's like... Uh, you know what I mean? It's well, like, so if, I, if I rip it up, my landline's going to get taken away from Something me. like that, you get denied a landline <laughs> for a year. We'll see. My phone, book, uh, my phone book arrived this weekend. It's pitiful. The size of it, I can't believe it. It's not what it used to be. What else isn't what it used to be? Curly Whirly is coming in for a lot of clog on the socials. Uh, but Andy says he's got a little bit of a fact for us about the phone directory. I'm sure I once read, um, pre-internet days, that... Um, the key to ripping a phone directory in half is to uh, microwave it first. I don't know. I don't know what power or for how long, but um, you can get away with it because there's obviously no no outward signs that it's been interfered with. Now this is. I mean, Richie's got a very good chance of being in the Guinness Book of Records now that the uh, phone book <laughs> is not what it used to be in terms of width-wise. Richie, do you want to do you want to offer any insight? Though? Do you want any kind of like you don't want people down the line saying that your record wasn't legit because you went and secretly microwaved? The phone book first, you know what I mean? I appreciate Andy trying to help us here, but, uh, I mean, Bush, you've seen this has been nowhere near a, uh, a microwave, and Andy, even though you may well be right, changing the molecular structure of it by microwaving it, I am not going to do that to this in this record attempt. This show is all about integrity, Andy. It really is. Yeah, well, I, uh, well, well, that's clear. Um, I listen to a regular basis. <laughs> and, uh, my, I, I, I do admire your integrity. Thanks, but, uh, thanks. You, but I, 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 you can rest assured, uh, your secret would be safe uh, with me. Um, and I, I, I do come cheap when it comes to keeping secrets. So no <laughs> Home time face masks on its way. There you go. Not another word. Sixty-six percent of people currently saying no. You see, I think they are still having their mind what the old school phone box used to be like. Do you exactly. know what I mean? Exactly, and that's the whole point of this. It's not what it used to be. It's pitiful. This latest one that's come through. That's why I, Richie Firth, think it can be ripped in half. I, I, I have your back on this. I think you can do it. We'll find out just before five o'clock on this show. I think also uh, we need to add as well that. Uh, an to make sure people aren't allowing sentimentality to creep in and blur in their recall of what it was really like back then. We've mentioned curly whirlies have come up quite a few mm. times about not being what they used to be. Andy in Oxfordshire says, guys, funny you should be mentioning curly whirlies because we were talking about these at work the other day. And listen to this, and this sums it up. When you carried a curly whirly home from the shop as a kid, it was like carrying a ladder. <laughs> Now, come on. Come on, Andy. Even with the best will in the world, they weren't that long, surely. Harry has got something else for us that isn't what it used to be. What is it, Harry? Well, I think it's the Wolves' Feast, because uh, we used to get them as kids because the Magnum was uh, a ridiculous extravagance, so it was the, it was the Wolves' Feast. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the, I'm sure the chocolate on the inside used to be an art shape, like the whole ice cream is. Uh, obviously, was the same size and shape as the ice cream, bar the, the ice cream and chocolate around the outside. But now it's just like a little balloon shape in the middle. So it's loads of ice cream with a tiny, thin, flimsy bit of chocolate inside, whereas it used to be a slab on the inside. So, so you think they've secretly been whittling down the amount of chocolate uh, that's inside the wall's face? Because obviously you can't tell when you're buying it from the outside. No, that's right. I think it must be a good 300% smaller than it was. <laughs> well, I think on tomorrow's show, I'm going to try and rip a wall's feast in half. <laughs> I think you should. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> good lads. Right, I have in front of me right now the brand new 2021-2022 
phone book uh, for my area, Bishop Stortford. As you can see, if you look in this video right now, you can see, just turn it to the side so people can see it there on, on the camera. It's not what it used to be, is it? Oh, you see, see straight through it. What's that, a centimetre? If that, mate. It's a centimetre. That. That's the sound of it. Drop it, it's like a pamphlet. It's pitiful. A couple of people suggesting on Twitter that uh, destroying a phone book is a criminal offence. We I'm did worry about the legality that. of it. I'm not sure. <laughs> not having that. Not having that. Imagine that. Imagine the police are waiting for you outside when you finish today because of what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, over 66% of people who have voted on Absolute Radio's uh, Twitter have said, no, this won't be possible. That's got in, that's stuck in your craw a bit, that. It has it? a little bit. It's offended yeah. me. So, here we go. What, uh, sorry, what, what methodology are you going to go for? Some people will be saying break the spine first then rip or you can rip from the outside then in i am gonna go from the outside into the spine okay i think enough. i'm gonna get more purchase um so i'm gonna go sort of yeah with ways on it all right okay that's something i'm looking forward like to that. this one listen best of luck everyone's uh, people are stopping what they're doing you know they're going past radio rentals and looking in the window that kind of thing you remember where you are when you heard this here he goes okay <laughs> 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 a couple of people have suggested that the home time show isn't what it used to be based on this particular feature. It's harder to get going than you thought it would be. Come on, you've got this, Richard. Yes, she's going, she's going. Now, here we go. Right. This is gonna, see, once it's got going, it's going to be fine. Here we go. Three, two, two one. Horsha! Oh, yes! He did it. Yes! It is no longer a phone book, you doubters. Smash it over your head. Go on. Look at that. It's... This is unbelievable. It's like the strongest man back from the 80s all over again. There you go. The Home Time Show going that extra yard. So my dad, Nigel, had a visitation on the banks of the Goodiford Lakes in Columpton at the weekend. Let me explain. My dad, Nigel, is a keen angler. Uh, he goes down there quite a lot of times during the week. He's retired to go and do his fishing. Uh, and he was sitting there fishing at the weekend. This is in Devon. Where they're from Exmouth. Uh, he's eating corn on the cob, sandwiches, weeping, or whatever you do when you're fishing and those kind of things. And out of the out of the blue, a little tiny robin, robin rest, red breast mm-hmm. little bird, landed on his left welly, on the toe of his left welly, whilst he was sat there on the banks, and just stared at him for like five minutes. <laughs> the weirdest thing, because normally they're very meek birds, aren't they, robin yeah. red breasts? So my dad's pulled his camera out, his phone camera, snapped a really good picture of it, and he's put it on Facebook as a cracking photo of a robin staring directly, selfie-style, back into the lens on the toe of my dad's left foot of his welly. It is an incredible photo. It's an incredible scene, isn't it? Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, the amount of times I've been sitting there having my tea and they do, you know, one of them rubbish weather photos before they do the weather on uh, (laughs) some old fella has sent in a picture of his rose bush and I'm always thinking, you'd do better than that, mate. They call them weather watchers. Weather watchers, that's it. I'm thinking, sitting there thinking, that's awful, or country file, at least he can get on there. I mean, does anyone know John Craven? (laughs) Can we get in on it a little bit? Does John Craven still do country file? <laughs> Maybe not, but he could, <laughs> Cravers, Cravers could put an hell of a word for us. Yeah. So, look, I, I really want to get my dad, Nigel, on, onto one of these programmes. Surely he's good enough to be a weather watcher at the very least. Maybe not country file. He's definitely good enough to get a weather watcher. I would have thought so because, as, I mean, obviously the focal point of this picture is uh, the robin on the welly. Little robin on the welly. However... If you think about your weather forecaster and your weather watchers, they'll want a bit of weather in it. Yeah. And there is plenty of sky reflecting in the lake on your dad's picture. Oh, so yeah. So that will tick the box of your forecast. I, I think it'll it'll play well for everybody, this picture. Yeah. This, and this is... My dad's never, like, ended up on telly or done anything before like that. So this could be his ticket to the big time. Yeah. He could be the new David Bailey if we can go to old cultural references from He'd the He'd need to give himself a weather watcher's name. That's a good point, isn't it? Mm. 
Nocturnal night. <laughs> OK. So, look, a couple of things here, right? Does anyone know anyone at any of those places? How do you go about getting stuff like that on the telly? Because I really mm. want to help, help him out with this, because this would be great. Secondly, have you ever had something that you've made or created end up getting displayed somewhere? Whether it's like, you maybe been on the gallery on t- Tony with Tony Hart back in the day with Kids TV or something, do you do know you what I mean? Do you know what? I would even take being in some local art gallery from a school project. I'd yeah. love to be able to help your dad with a tip on that side of it, but I, I've never been gifted enough. Me neither. I've never, I would love, I'd give anything to be on Take take That. Well, no, yeah. what was it? Not Take That. Take Hart. Take, take Hart, that's it, yeah. The clues in the title of the whole flipping programme. <laughs> yeah. So any of those things, if you've had something uh, uh, exhibited or displayed somewhere, you know any way of getting my dad on the country file, get in touch now 8 12 15. I have never myself but I remember my daughter one of her GCSE art projects that got selected for something down at uh, uh, down at the local town hall Ooh. it was on sort of like a, a half term kind of weekend uh, exhibition I remember rushing down uh, for us to uh, go and see that and parking badly and getting a parking ticket love so that that's the bit that stuck it, in your mind <laughs> the, the parental pride got erased somewhat <laughs> well it's good though so good for her yeah yeah good for her good work yeah. Kaylin. I mean you know you mentioned earlier on I was saying maybe someone could give, give John Craig even a nudge and see whether we can put in a good word for us. Yeah. Wondering whether he's still on Country File. Jackie in Enfield says John Craven returned to Country File last night. Did he indeed? Well, it's a sign. This could be literally a sign. Cara says not once but twice. My picks were the cover picks for the local parish magazine. Oh, wow, that's good. That's good going. That's impressive. Uh, Stu says, I built a driveway in Morden at a dental surgery. Don't worry, the story gets better. <laughs> I incorporated a ramp up to the door. As soon as I finished, the bill knocked on the door and ended up regularly using it on TV. That's good going. He says it's actually on his CV as well. Wow. What an amazing thing. Right, we've got... Mu- oh, sorry, another text uh, coming. Yeah, no, no, this is good because it's from your neck of the woods. Mel in Leon C. Oh, yes. Says, I've made birthday cards for both of my children to be read out on CBeebies and amazingly, both have been shown on TV. I, do you know what? I've never managed to get one of my kids' cards read out on TV. You're going, isn't it? This could be, this could be the moment. It's got 100% records. Oh, we've got Mylan on the line. Mylan, what have you had displayed? Every year, the designer bookbinders have a competition and you, they send you some pages and you bind a book and you enter it. And if you win a prize, or even if you just enter, it gets exhibited. So it was a book. It was a... What was it? It was a cookbook. Wow, and you, you, you actually bound it as in you did, like, the spine of it and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so that's that's what I do is I make books. I, uh, yeah, so stitch all the pages and make the covers and... How would you, as a bookbinder, just, I mean, this is all your line of work and everything, how would you feel mm-hmm. if somebody, when you see someone, say, rip a book in half? I mean, that must be, that must go right <laughs> what, through like you. Like a phone book. Like a phone book, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you must, I would imagine, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you must look and think, wow, they're really strong, that person. <laughs> <laughs> You know what went through my mind is I wonder what grain direction the paper is and how that's going to affect his tearing. There you go. Get it out of the bin, actually. <laughs> so this is amazing. So a, a book that you bound won a competition and, and it was exhibited where? Just tell everyone. In the British Library. That's absolutely amazing. Lovely to speak to you. Have a great Monday night and put what Richie did earlier on with that phone book out of your mind. <laughs> Thanks, guys. A text has just come in that's blowing my mind. And if this is true, I hope this is no one um, yanking my chain here because this is <laughs> so be cruel. Awful. It says, uh, Hi, I'm a producer for BBC Spotlight in the Southwest, which was the local BBC thing you know, when I was growing up in Devon. It says, or she says, I'd love to see the Robin photo, please. <laughs> this is the, you know, like, uh, do you remember there was like a, uh, uh, was it a Twix advert where, or a Kit Kat advert when they went in for a record company, a deal, yeah. like a, a meeting with a record exec and they decided whether they're going to get a record. It. This is 
my dad Nigel's record contract. Yeah. A tweet from Squiggle says, my sister's A-level art project was briefly in the background of a scene in Emmerdale, which is quite something. That is a hell of a thing, immortalised. Uh, the team at Steampunk Market in Leeds say, guys, we had a beauty tip published in a Take a Break magazine nearly seven years ago. <laughs> Loving your work. Uh, for most people, this is uh, a positive thing, getting your work displayed, but not for all. Does explain what happened to you. It was about five, maybe six, um, and it, there was a, a competition run at the school, and uh, they said that the entries would be going in, and it would possibly be an episode of the Postman. But never heard anything back, so I just, uh, you know, just assumed that I'd, I'd not won. What, what was your What was your episode about then when you did, did the competition? I think Postman Pat had crashed his van into the bridge or into a wall or, or something. <laughs> oh, that's, that's and, uh, so grim. <laughs> all, all the villagers sort of rallied round and helped him deliver the mail and uh, yeah he got his job done with the, the help of all his little friends Ted Glenn all the lads <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this was the idea you put in at school and what you, you sent it off and you heard an out yeah and then what happened well it was maybe a few months later sitting at home watching TV and, and there was my episode <laughs> <laughs> what so what there was an episode of Postman Pat where Pat had a crush yeah <laughs> And what, all the villagers go around and deliver all the mail? Ted Glenn and all that? Yeah, yeah. That's unbelievable. You, you must have been fuming. Yeah, I was six years old and full of age. <laughs> and, and has this affected your life from this point on? Oh, yeah, I've been an angry man ever since. <laughs> <laughs> and if you see an episode of uh, Post and Pat come on telly, how does that make you feel, Daz? I avoid it. I don't even look at it. <laughs> Won't have it on in the house. He's dead nah, to him. That means nothing to me. Pat and his cat... Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Every Christmas we like to meet a special bunch of you guys in the lead-up to the Christmas break. Twelve of you in particular. The thing is, you've all got to be called Dave. Yes, it's the 12 Daves of Christmas, which is easy to say. Let's see who we've got today. Who's this? It's Dave from the Forest of Dean. Yay! Yay! Oh dear, immediately my musical director's hat uh, here is, is... Oh, I'm appalled at where you live, fella. How's this going to fit in? I'm not entirely sure how it's going, to be honest. <laughs> he, he, uh, he wasn't having a pop at the Forester Dean in general. It's no. a lovely place. He means five syllables. Uh, can we do five syllables? I think that's the most syllables we've ever tried to get into a Dave of Christmas. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to this in a sec. What do you do, Dave? I stay at home and look after my uh, wonderful son. Oh, that's lovely. And uh, how's things day to day during the lockdown? Are you doing okay? You're hanging in there? Yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, it's a beautiful place to be, so you can go out walking without meeting anyone. So it's uh, it's it's quite good. Uh, and do you think you've got a good singing voice, Dave? Overall. No. <laughs> oh, okay. right. let's, uh, let's jump ahead to the awkward question in hand, the Forest of Dean. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, very quickly in my head, you know, on the fourth day of Christmas, day from the Forest, Forest of Dean. Dean. I mean, oh, it's long. <laughs> yeah. Day from the trees, could we say that? Day, I reckon... I re from the forest, or...? I think Dave can get the Forest of Dean in there. I, did, I think we, we don't shy away from any of the syllables of any of the places in the United Kingdom. OK, <laughs> wow! Dave, I reckon you can do this. I reckon you've got the ability to get that in. Right, Dave, prepare. We'll lead you in and let's give this a go. On the fourth day of Christmas my true love gave to me 
Dave from the Forest of Dean. Dave from St Albans. Dave from Tottenham. And a day from Nottingham. Hey! Superb! Do you know what? I think he might be the best Dave, yeah? <laughs> Who'd have thought it when we heard where he lived? Never thought that was going to go that way. Anything is possible on the Home Time Show, and if you'd like to be one of our Daves, all you've got to do is get in touch. You can text us 812.15. Now, I need to share something with you that uh, I pitched over the weekend, and it's fair to say it didn't go down too well. Do you have what I would consider to be a badly positioned birthday? Uh, my wife does. Uh, a week today will be her birthday, a mere four days before Christmas. And obviously it's a, it's a struggle for me to make sure that uh, Christmas and the birthday is done justice uh-huh. uh, in all the uh, the presents and the uh, celebrations. So over the weekend I thought to myself, um, if it's good enough for the Queen... Why not try and put this forward? Uh, I, I use that mantra on every <laughs> single decision in my life. <laughs> so obviously the Queen has her official birthday and her actual birthday. Uh-huh. So I said to Natalie over the weekend, why don't we, all right, this year, uh, okay, week today, week, week today, your birthday, we'll all celebrate right. it, and then we never celebrate it on the 21st of December ever again. So that is like eradicated from history. No one mentions it. Cards don't arrive for that kind of thing. And everyone has to follow suit. In exchange of your picking any day in June or July, any day, and from that moment on, all your friends and family, and I'll make sure they do it, that's where we celebrate your birthday. See, this is interesting for me because my birthday is the 20th of December. So A day before. A day before, similar kind of thing. Mate, it can be a nightmare. I will put the same offer forward <laughs> to you. We'll celebrate this Sunday, but if you want to pick any day yeah. in June or July, it's fine. It's almost like a service you could offer people, like a, a birthday relocation service. Exactly, yeah. Because, you know, it's weird because you get overshadowed, but I know it's different at the moment because no one's doing out at the moment, particularly after today's news. Correct. But back, back in the day when things were normal, you couldn't get... Get anyone out for drinks or whatever because they were always booked up with office parties and all that kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? See, you've suffered that side of it, and equally, all these people that want to give you lovely gifts and all that kind of stuff, they might have spent the stuff on Christmas. You'll probably get a better birthday, yeah, if it's further away. I, I'd, I haven't got the maths in front of me, but I, I know for a fact that the, the, you know, the money that you get with these merged presents, you're getting ripped off. <laughs> Christmas and birthday together, get out of town. So, the question is, do you have a badly positioned birthday? And if so, when would you like to? relocate it to. I'll give you a bad birthday. My eldest daughter, Erin, who I love with all my heart, December 30th. Oh! It's fine now because she's going to be 11 at her next one. It's all fine now. But when she gets a bit older, who's going to want to go out for beers on the night before New Year's Eve? This is why, mate, you should take up the opportunity right now of this home time birthday relocation service for her. Right I'll, now. I'll fill out the paperwork. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is what we have for offer for you today. If you've still got a birthday on the way, all right, everyone's counting down to Christmas. Your birthday is insignificant, to be quite frank. If you'd yeah. like to relocate it to June or July, spread all the celebrating out, let us know. We'll fill in the paperwork. Just tell us what your birthday is and when you'd like to shift it to. Adam says, Bush and Richie, my birthday is the 6th of January. Everyone forgets, everyone's skint, giving up alcohol. We'll be back at work. And when I was young, it was back at school. I'd go for a Maybank holiday if I could. <laughs> uh, Claire says, mine's next Tuesday. Uh, I wouldn't mind it being in the middle of the year, but I also enjoy the many bottles of JD I receive around this time due to it so she's undecided you need to think about this it's legally binding uh, Simone when's your birthday tomorrow 15th wow right. and, and so so this will be the 15th of December how has that been for you growing up why why is it a disappointing day to have a birthday in during the calendar year well I absolutely hate the winter anyway I really don't like the winter I always tend to stay in I like the summer I like being out I like being with friends and going to festivals music gigs and all that lot um, it rains a lot in the winter 
Christmas has not been so bad because my mum and dad used to buy me separate presents, so it wasn't so bad. But like you say, everyone's got Christmas parties for work going on, which sometimes I used to crash when I was younger. Um. <laughs> so I've got a great idea. You've just said uh, that you, you love music festivals, all that kind of thing. How about mm. relocating to June? Then suddenly people could get you um, festival tickets for like the Isle of Wight Festival 2021, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, a bit heavier than that, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> wow, OK, she's hardcore. All right, fair play. <laughs> not, not those kind of meetups. <laughs> no, download. And oh, OK, download right, fine, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this is, this is a big thing, right, because if you sign the paperwork that Richie and I send through about relocating your birthday, that's it forever. You can't go back to the old December 15th birthday at any point. Is that OK? Oh, right, um, OK. <laughs> OK, well, we'll send it through. If I don't, if I don't sign it, then it means I've changed my mind. Is that okay? Okay. Well, if we don't hear back from you, look, this this offer expires at the end of the week. Okay, you can have your okay, birthday okay. tomorrow, but it expires at the end of the week. Right. Okay. I think it'd be my mum that'd be upset, but okay, because I never wanted a winter birthday ever. Well, you you have a frank conversation with your mum this evening and get back to us, okay? Because we ain't sticking around. Okay. What's the problem with you and your son, Kirsty? Uh, my son Jackson, he's 10, right? And um, he was here on the 26th of October and my birthday's on Halloween. So I've always had to share it with, with other children with Halloween and whatnot, which wasn't the problem. But everyone was saying to me, I bet you he's born on your birthday. I'm like, no chance, don't want that. So, yeah, I was in labour for four days and he turned up on my birthday. So, like, by the time I had, like, his first birthday, I'd had... I'd gone to a, uh, do a party at the play club. I had a party at the house, and the other children came home from school, and they had a they had to do Halloween. I had a banging headache by eight thirty, so I mean that's it. I just swapped my birthday, and I've had a June birthday ever since. And so, like, you know, so your your kind that. of issue is that your son has turned up and kind of uh, cramped your style on your birthday. So you'd like to you'd like for us to manoeuvre you to a different part of the year, so you can have a birthday yeah. on your own. Yeah, but I've done it. I've done it for eight years. So my birthday is now on the twenty second of June. You uh, have already. I've done it already. Yep. Have you filled um, in the uh, the P sixteen form <laughs> as part of our uh, birthday relocation uh, application no, form? I haven't, I haven't. I haven't. Sorry, I, I, I did right. it way before you guys. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Kirsty, um, are there people genuinely out there who think your birthday's in June and have no idea it's actually Halloween? Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Amazing! Wow. My, wow! my family, my family really, really, they're like, no, your birthday's in October. I'm saying I'm not celebrating it. So uh, yeah, they've kind of gotten on board eventually. It's taken a few years. We've done it for eight years on the top now. So, but you're happier for it. This yeah. is proof. Anyone th- on on the fence, you know, bordering about whether getting in touch this evening about moving their birthday, you are living proof that it is, you know, in the long run, there are benefits. Yep, I mean, like, get a deep pull going, I think. <laughs> I'm going to play the podcast of this call to my wife when I get home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the podcast, and uh, I think Richie's analogy at the beginning about us slowly stumbling during the course of the three hours is, as you'll have just heard, fairly spot on. No saving by VAR on this show. No chance.